0: Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40,
1: 35, he's to the 30, cut back 25, he's to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad I do. don't go said so
0: all right we are the driveway athletes i'm joined in person
1: for the first time ever
0: for the first time ever thanks to uh, 2020 and 2021 uh to do a rapid reaction to our own fantasy league draft
1: yeah and just you know give a little overview and give everybody kind of like an overview of how things may
0: go you know for you. Yeah, so we did a bunch of mock draft episodes, and then we've talked about how mock drafts don't go how your regular draft would go, and why it's important to do it, but also realize that you're going to be put on the spot for some picks.
1: Yeah, and I saw some pretty surprising picks, I, I think, that we didn't expect. So you can't really—when you're doing your own draft, you've you got to expect like that's going to happen, and you're going to have to adjust your rankings,
0: so one thing that did surprise me is I expected Mahomes to go really by the end of the second round. But I had done a draft in my work league, and I ended up with Mahomes in the fourth round. And uh, where did he end up going for our draft?
1: Ended the third. Yeah.
0: So depending, if you're in a one quarterback league, don't be sold that he's going to... I had him pegged to go off the board at pick one in the second round.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, he goes at the second to last pick yeah. at the end. Yeah. So the, the the most surprising pick... Well, I guess it's not... It, maybe it was a bit of a reach was uh, Najee Harris going in the first round.
0: It's a couple picks early. Yeah. You know, you everybody likes um, their players and we talked about not getting locked into ranks. Mm. Um, I'm surprised only because... Of how bad Pittsburgh's offensive line projects to be, um, I'm 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 a bit surprised that he goes like if you were sold on taking a running back at that pick, I, I I just feel like I'd rather have some other names. So definitely a little surprising how early he went.
1: Not surprising is that the first nine picks were running backs.
0: And how many out of the first twelve?
1: Uh, that would be ten.
0: So, 10 of the top 12. So, one tight end. Kelsey goes pick 10. Right. And one wide receiver. Adams goes 11. So, not even at the turn. And then, Hill, the second wide receiver, goes like pick, what was pick 10. So, like pick 14.
1: Correct. Yeah. So. Or 15. A bit, I think, disrespectfully, Aaron Jones went in the second round. The first. Pick in the second round, but I, I thought he was probably going to go in the first round.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a name. Like when we talk about Najee Harris, right? Like that's a name. Um, when I said like there's other backs, like somebody gets sacrificed, you know, there and and Aaron Jones, that's a steal for for the person that got him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because I could see Aaron Jones flip-flopping with Jonathan Taylor who went, I think, looks like eighth here? So Yeah,
0: I would, I would rather have Aaron Jones than Taylor. Personally, um, they lost another offensive lineman, I think, in Indy. Um, so yeah, they get the great news that Wentz will probably be starting the season, but your offensive line isn't, you know, that real strong point of that team. Um, I'd rather have Aaron Jones than Jonathan Taylor. I think that Jonathan Taylor pegs to be, because of these injuries, one of those guys that had a like really hot season that ends up getting overdrafted in a lot of leagues.
1: And surprisingly, I, I expected some of these bigger-name wide receivers to go a little bit earlier. So, like, Diggs goes much later than I thought he was going to go. Him and Ridley go much later.
0: So I was kind of counting down to my pick, um with Diggs still on the board and was getting like I think I start salivating. <laughs> um I had pick four, so I get I end up going towards the tail end of the second round and every pick I see Diggs still sitting there and I'm like, oh man, I hope somebody takes Mahomes. Diggs keeps falling. I'd be very happy. Diggs was third on my wide receiver board. Very happy to get him at pick four.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. Um one thing that for me that I hadn't really done most of the off season and my mock drafts was take a tight end early and I don't I felt like I couldn't pass up Darren Waller in the in the third.
0: So you had the first pick, so you pick at the 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 two picks back to back. You know he's definitely not going to be there if you don't take him. Last pick third, first pick fourth. Um, to me. Even though we talk about it being Kelsey and then Waller and Kittle, as long as Waller's healthy, I still think he's more of a difference maker than Kittle.
1: For sure, um, I kind of wrestled with um, taking AJ Brown instead of Waller. We'll we'll see how the the season plays out, but um, I think they're they're comparable picks. Um, Obviously, you start two wide receivers, so maybe Brown could have been the better pick, but I'm not sure. I, I feel as though in most weeks I, I'll have the positional advantage at tight end.
0: Yeah, so one thing that like um, I think I heard on the Fantasy Pros podcast um, earlier in the off season, was they talked about looking at your um, matchups horizontally and not vertically, and with Waller, when you look at that matchup to, you know, positional to positional matchup, not only is Waller going to win that for you, but he's going to eat into another person's starting position point-wise. Um, other, unless you're playing like Kelsey or, or someone who just happens to have a big game, you know, mm-hmm. like one of those big, long Robert Tunyon touchdown <laughs> games, you know. But um, for most weeks, he's going to win you the position. And it's probably not even going to be that close most weeks.
1: I think me and you went off a little script where we tend to like wide rest- or I'm sorry running backs and I think probably our our second at, on paper we'll see how the season plays out on paper I think our second uh, running back is is maybe the weak part of our teams.
0: Yeah, but, like, yes, but I also feel like the way that the second round broke down, like, I don't know how much stronger taking those guys would have made the roster. Like, I like Chris Carson, I like Montgomery, but I'm not sure that they were worth taking over, in your case, Waller, um, in my case, Ridley or Allen Robinson, so, um, like, while I agree that it is weaker than I would prefer, the way that those second picks broke down, I just don't know that being... A, like, the, the strength that you would get, have gained is not worth what you would have traded. These wide receivers are very good, and that tight end is is one of two, right? When you can have a top two or a player capable of top two, you've got to take it, you know? Rather than, like... Um, I'm not sure that Montgomery's ceiling is top three and, you know, it, it, without Tariq Cohen, it's top 10, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I'm not sure that it's top three. And sometimes you've got to take that, you know, like, so I took Ridley Diggs Didn't make it back to me. I took Ridley. He's got number- wide receiver, one potential, right? Like um, Darren Waller has tight end one potential. He gets just so much volume. I took Alan Robinson. He, probably doesn't have wide receiver, like number one potential, but this is a high volume pass catcher with probably possibly the best quarterback he's going to play with. He has been, Mm -hmm. you know, he has had a year where he was at the top with not a good quarterback. So um, I don't know that like taking the players that were available, the miles Sanders, the Swift, the Chris Carson, the David Montgomery, they're not the same as if Hilaire made it to one of us or um Gibson or Mixon, some of those guys that fell in mock drafts I just don't think that I think it's worth the trade off because mm-hmm. I don't know that the like that solidification would have been that great
1: yeah um I'm looking at some of the other teams within our
0: league um
1: uh pick 8 uh Chubb goes And then he comes back and takes Clyde Edwards. And in the third round, David Montgomery. I think that is a really solid start. And he winds up getting Amari Cooper in the fifth round. I think that is really a solid draft.
0: It's a solid start. But again, um, you have to look at... There was no way that Hilaire was coming back. So, like, Montgomery as your third back is a lot different as your second and yeah he gets Cooper but what does it look like beyond Cooper
1: uh, Devonte Smith rookie Robbie Anderson who
0: I really like I like Robbie Anderson he's so, a he's a, a big play player yeah
1: um Kenny Galladay, I'm not he's gonna be dealing with a hamstring all year and um his quarterback, he took Josh Allen in the fourth round. So I I feel like that's a really solid foundation for that team.
0: It is, it is, but there's, we'll see how it breaks down. Because mm-hmm. like, Amari Cooper is a very good player, but he's a very volatile player. Always has been. And again, like you and I have talked, kind of ad nauseum about how much we like Hilaire. Um, that's going to have to play out the way we expect it to. But still, you're going to be weak somewhere, and then you have to take those those picks. And this pick is like it looks like wide receiver depth. You know, like yeah, I like Robbie Anderson. Neither of those two players are as good as having, in your case, Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and then Waller. Right, or in my case, Alvin Kamara, and then Ridley.
1: You know, one place where I, I kind of, um, in in a in a way, probably a bit of a reach, was taking Ceedee Lamb second, instead of like AJ Brown or Allen Robinson or or even Keenan Allen, who, who like on paper were ranked ahead of him.
0: Yeah, but Lamb's been on a rocket ship. You know, and then it's just about, like, for, for me, you or the people drafting out there, as we said all off season, it's a bit about how much do you believe in a Dallas offense. If you believe they're a top-end offense, which you have a running back going in the first round, you've got Dak going in top five quarterbacks, you've got Lamb and Cooper going in around the top 12 at their position, you're betting that that's going to be a very good offense. And if that's your bet, you want to have the number one pass catcher, which is probably Lamb. Mm-hmm. You know, like...
1: Uh, Another team that I like that uh, drafted in a 12th spot took uh, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones. um, I think Kittle, uh, I mean, that's a fine pick at three, but he takes Carson, Prescott, and then he gets DJ Moore, who you're high on, but he gets more in the sixth round, and I think that's a pretty decent wide receiver to
0: get in the sixth round it's for it to be your that's his number one receiver Correct. like you don't love dj moore being your number one receiver like i like dj moore but you like it because that's you got him at a very good price and you were able to solidify a bunch of spots you know like again does he provide the same ceiling as some of the other players no but is he good enough to be top 13 12 to 15 sure mm-hmm. you know and when you've when you've invested that much at running back you know like i think that you can afford one of those players is going to get injured or bust right like that is it and that's why we always want to take a running back early um the issue is is that like um everybody has a, an injury or bust somewhere down that lineup if dj moore gets hurt
1: yeah you know, he's a perfectly
0: fine receiver but if he right. gets hurt you're thin
1: you're gonna be thin at that position now for you i think the the fantasy pro says it's a reach (laughs) we'll see how again how the season plays out but um i think you might have gone off script a little bit and took trey lance as your quarterback in the ninth round
0: yeah so um as we started going through the draft um I had four running backs, four receivers already. Um, I knew I wasn't taking a tight end. I knew I wanted to roster Lance, and it just became about like, what am I? You know, what's more important to me? Um, I'm not in love. Like I, I took a bet and I didn't make it, which was I can take Lance here and Tannehill will get back to me. Um, that didn't happen.
1: You were one pick away from that happening. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it just is. Yeah. So off script, yes, because normally you'd say, oh, I'll just take Trey Lance with my last pick. The reality is, is like in your home leagues, you don't know when someone else is going to pull that trigger. And for me, I was solid everywhere I wanted to be by that point and just said, well, I want this guy and I'll roll the dice with who's actually going to be my starting quarterback.
1: Um, one player that I took that I really wanted um in the eighth round was uh Trey Sermon. Um I, I didn't think he was gonna get back to me um when I decided to take Tom Brady in the seventh, and I'm I'm happy he did. I think it's a bit of a gamble, but I really like um San Francisco's run game and Mosert hasn't been able to stay on the field. So I think at some point, Sermon might take over the starting role there.
0: Yeah, and how you felt like... I kind of toiled with, it, am I going to take Sermon or Michael Carter? Um, You already had Javante Williams, correct?
1: I, I took him in the fifth, yeah. Yeah,
0: so um, I do, like, typically in the middle rounds, especially after I've gotten some starters, like to take a shot at at least a rookie running back there's usually one sometimes two especially towards the end of the season that take over um that do well um i ended up going with carter over sermon we'll see if that was just bad um but uh the the both the the jet they're kind of running the same offense correct yeah you know like the, the the san francisco offensive line may be a bit better um but they're both running a similar or the same offense, really. So um, it's more or less how much do you believe in Mostert? How much do you believe in um, Tevin Coleman? How much do you believe in Sermon? How much do you believe in Carter? How much do you believe in Ty Johnson, who was the backup? You know, like that's the third part of the um, Jets running field. And then how much do you believe in uh, Jeff Wilson? Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of the way it's going to go for both those teams. The bonus for sermon is it doesn't seem like Wilson or Mostert have been able to stay healthy. No.
1: Um, So, (laughs) I guess like we could talk about this now. We didn't want to give it away, but you're you were pick four, and the player that you wanted the most was Kamara, but we we didn't think he would be there. Um, We thought maybe. Uh, he would have gone third and he winds up at, in the fourth spot, which was an easy pick for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you guys have listened to all off season, i have been kind of stressing about what do I do? And it's not a knock against Henry. You know, I just, um, I have illogical concerns about Derek Henry, um, which are silly because I was debating the ideas. If Camaro went, Mm-hmm. Am I going to take Barkley? So like I have illogical concerns about Henry, but not about Barkley. Um, So uh, luckily I didn't have to make that decision because I don't know had I had to what I would have, you know, which direction I would have gone in. Um, If there's one thing I don't like, and this is why I had, I had such illogical concerns. One thing I don't like is taking the conventional pick and it failing. Right. I'd rather take the risky pick that I like and if it fails, whatever, I knew it was risky. I don't like being like, oh, I'm just going to take the conventional pick and then when it fails being like, oh, I should have gone with my gut. Right.
1: Um
0: but Kamara, I think there's an argument. You could make the argument that he should go one. I mean, I I'm not making that argument, but there's an argument to be made there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he him and McCaffrey and who all cool. Eckler Oh, oh, probably my... the best receiving backs in the league, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So. And and look, Kamara has been great since he came into the league. He's know?
1: an 80-catch-a-year guy yeah. like every year.
0: So I'm very happy because like I had a draft right before our draft at the sixth spot, and I deliberately didn't take Barkley because I didn't want to be overexposed to that player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with the way that team rolled out too um, and uh, I, I ended up with you know I've had these season long and off season long dreams of having like a multiple Penn State player team and it didn't quite work out that way
1: yeah and I feel like we were kind of high on yet last year and he hasn't been all that great
0: I think he's actually going to be halfway decent this year right um, I think that he's basically just playing a big slot receiver, and they've given up this idea that he's an actual tight end um
1: any any other call outs for today's like
0: i mean we knew and we talked about know your league yeah. You know, so we kind of knew Devonta Smith would probably go earlier than consensus. We kind of knew Hurts would go earlier than consensus. Miles
1: Sanders. Miles
0: Sanders. Like, we kind of – we're in Philadelphia. We're based out of Philadelphia. We kind of knew Eagles players would go earlier than you expect. I do not have one Eagles player. Um, I don't think you do, you do I either. Have I don't have any. So either. that goes yeah. to show you, you know, like if, if you – in the city that you draft in, just know that there's a hometown – Expense. Mm-hmm. So, if you really like a player, you're going to pay more in your hometown league. Um, the players for your hometown, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, um, yeah,
1: for sure. And that go, that that's that goes across. The, if you're in Cleveland, you know, like yeah, Child might go earlier. Four, or, he yeah. might go four. Right. You know,
0: like and and Odell Beckham or um, Jarvis Landry may go a little bit earlier as well. Hunt. Um, but just know that. Like I, I will say, like I think the phrase that you and I used was cutesy. <laughs> and I do think that this also happens in leagues, you know, in home leagues where um some guys go maybe not, you know, too far where you're like, Wow, that's a head scratcher. But team players teams people build teams um that you look at and you go, Wow, that's uh that's interesting. You know, like, I would not have drafted a team that way, and I don't know that I would have ever projected anybody drafting a team that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that uh, when it comes – sometimes people – look, what I'm going to say, though, is you're not going to be perfect anywhere, right? That is – or everywhere. You're not going to be perfect everywhere. It's impossible. You're like. The smaller your league, even if you have great players, you still need to be more like you, your margin of error on misses is even less so because everybody's going to have a good team. So we play in like a, like I will say, like we play in a fairly competitive league. Everybody sets their lineup, everybody makes waiver wires, everybody listens to stuff for the most part. So sometimes maybe you do have to do those cutesy things because you need to have an edge. Mm hmm. You know, like, and while it's not conventional, we just, I just spent a couple of minutes saying, like, how, you know, do you want to lose being conventional?
1: Yeah. I mean, you do have to reach at, at some point, and we'll see if those reaches, you know, pay off, right? Um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So, um, what do we about 16 days away from the start of the season I think yeah I mean we've yeah. got
0: um this holiday weekend right and then yeah. there's a break right there's only three preseason games this year
1: yeah and then the first game is probably on a Thursday I, I, I would think
0: just looking for my phone so we can look that up
1: <laughs> I want to say it is. I think it's probably the Buccaneers play on on Thursday. Let's see.
0: Cowboys and Buccaneers Thursday, September 8, eight twenty p.m. Right. So the full slate of games goes September
1: twelfth. Um, yeah. So we're like ten days out. Um, yeah. You know, this is a big draft week, and I think most people draft today. And some will draft next Sunday also, or it's Sunday. a holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm
0: drafting Friday night. My last draft is is Friday night, so not quite a week away from today. Um, so yeah, like then it's just you know keeping your eye on injuries. If you guys are listening now and you haven't drafted, um, J.K. Dobbins is done for the year. Um, you know, not exactly great news for anybody who drafted early. This is why we always say you want to get those drafts in about as late as you can. Um, I don't even know why he was even taking snaps, um, to be no, honest.
1: I I feel like, you know, if this would have happened in this town, people would have went nuts. But, like, I doubt this had anything to do with it. Um, Baltimore has, like, some streak of 20 Cons- consecutive preseason games won in a row. I doubt that's why he was on the field, but he was still on the
0: field. Yeah, not, not ideal. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I've got one more draft to go. I did two today. Um, it's been we It's been four hours between like um, the start of my first draft, being, and us recording here. The funny thing is, is like an in-person draft would normally be be four hours. So like we moved everything online. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like doing like half in person and half remote. You know, it's like it's got to be like maybe one person you can have run through a chat or a Google doc or something, but when you get to like three or four, it doesn't really work that well. And, and I don't know what everybody's comfort is when it comes to COVID and I don't want to make anybody make a decision and then, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you and I were lucky enough to draft in person together. Um, we had some, some pizza and some beer <laughs> and some energy drinks and yeah. kind of uh, made a whole afternoon of it. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, I'm and I'm sure like, you
0: know, Many people are doing
1: it
0: this way also, so yeah. Um, so it will be interesting. We'll see if I can get our draft board up on the. Um, I'll put it in and make and make an image out of it. All right. Um, get it up on our Facebook and Twitter, um, just to give a good look at at what the hell happened. And tell us if,
1: if our team
0: suck or or whatever, you know. See the thing. The beauty of this is like. <laughs> Everybody, you know, just like we said, everybody's going to be weak somewhere, mm-hmm. and so many times, like, p- things become preference picks, and when you're not in the moment, you know, when you're not sitting there, staring down the list of names, knowing what players you have, and doing that, like, calculus mm-hmm. of right. who's falling, who's not, wh- you know, when is it time to pull a trigger on someone who's fallen, um, It's it's fun. it's fun to look back not in the moment, but yeah. also it's hard to judge when you're not in the moment.
1: So, yeah, that, that uh, kind of wraps up our uh, our podcast for today, which was not really a scheduled one, but we decided, hey, we're here. We're let's, queer. Get yeah. used to it. <laughs> let's, just, let's just do off the cuff and a quick reaction to our draft and how some of your drafts might turn out this year.
0: All right, guys, until next time.